0: Good evening, patriots. You are listening to Living with Liberty. I am your host, Ryan. It seems that with the Electoral College vote, there's now been some despair settling in. Tonight, I talk about having perspective, perseverance, and patience. All next on Living with Liberty. We need perspective, perseverance, and patience. All are becoming lost in this age of 24-hour news and propaganda bombardment through social media and the news networks. These three things are becoming lost in the instant gratification of online ordering and next-day delivery. We have forgotten that things take time and that if we really want something, we need to make it happen by sticking with it and putting in the time to achieve it. Let's start with perspective. We need perspective in two ways. One, we need to realize not everything revolves around that thing we are after. There's a broader world out there that we need to take in every now and then, or we'll go crazy. And two, we need the perspective of the bigger picture, the broader picture. We need to think strategically. So let's break down each of these in practice. Let's start with pulling our heads out of whatever it is that consumes us and take a breath now and then. I follow and subscribe to a broad set of people on parlor. Every interest from current events and politics to stories and goings-on in people's lives that have nothing to do at all with politics and news, yet everything to do with retaining our interpersonal relationships as people. I personally, personally like seeing the personal posts more, as it snaps me out of the political arena for a second, It makes me appreciative that there's more to life than who the next president is, or what congressman said what. It makes me stop and shift that mindset. And I also try and comment on those posts, whether it's someone announcing that they've just completed the first part of their school program successfully, or something like a daughter's best friend is getting a life-changing medical procedure that will vastly improve their quality of life. Both of those things are Awesome things to to recognize and to be appreciative of and congratulate people for. Second, we need the perspective of looking at the broader picture. A couple of things here I've seen in the last day or so that makes me think we aren't looking big picture. Both are Mitch McConnell beefs, you could call them. First, people lost their damn minds when he called basement Bison president-elect. Well, that's our current reality, isn't it, at this point? did the Electoral College not vote in accordance with the popular vote, however disputed that may be? Did the fight over this sham election stop because the Electoral College met and cast votes in accordance with the results? This really should not have been a surprise. And McConnell congratulating or calling him, not necessarily congratulating, but calling him president-elect at this point, it shouldn't really be a surprise either. And the time and energy spent, Calling McConnell a sellout and a rhino and whatever else is better spent working the big picture. We should be working on the next moves, not worried about what terminology Mitch McConnell is using in reference to Biden. We should be pressing our elected officials, both nationally and locally, on what they are doing to fix the issues we've seen with the voting. What are they doing to preserve our freedom and liberty? The other McConnell blasting I've seen is over reports of him urging GOP senators to not object to electoral votes when the time comes to count. Again, perspective and strategy here. Is there a reason he may be doing this outside of being a rhino? Could it be because they want to give a last chance for states with questionable vote totals to come clean? Is there something that is triggered when fraudulent electoral votes are certified by Congress? Now, could it be just an eagerness to get back to swamp business as usual on McConnell's part? Sure, it could be. It could really be any one of those things. But the point here is we need to consider other alternatives and explanations before we go off on our emotional rants. One thing that does appear to be on record is that McConnell is advising it would be a terrible vote for the Republicans in that they'd have to vote the objection down which then puts them in a bad spot, making them seem anti-Trump. Again, could this be theater on Mitch McConnell's part? Absolutely, it could be. Uh, I've seen reports today of, I don't know if they're conspiracy theory or not, but connecting him, his wife, to some uh, other Chinese diplomat or something uh, like that, some oligarch somewhere. Could it be Mitch McConnell is, is putting on a good show? Yes, that's what politicians do. It's, it's a show for a good part of the time. But again, we need to think about, the per, the per, have the perspective of, you know, what's the alternatives here? What's the strategy? Are there other things to consider? And, you know, going with that theme, yes, the Senate could object to the vote, but then what? With a divided Congress, it will go nowhere. The House is still held by the Democrats. All that would, these objections would be, would be in a symbolic nature. Remember, the only date that matters is January 20th, 2021. The fight will go on up until then, and we need to keep our perspective. Next, let's talk about perseverance. Do we want freedom and liberty or not? Is that worth fighting for or not? Now, I get the cynicism. We've seen the same old story play out over and over. Corruptocrats not getting brought to justice, nothing being done, etc. But I ask again, is freedom and liberty important or not? Do we want to preserve it or not? Now I'm going to tell you a personal story here, a little bit about me. I went to college out of high school for about a semester, but I didn't like what I was doing, so I dropped out and came back home. I did tech school for a bit after uh, coming back home and ended up getting married young. Now, being young and dumb and having a kid on the way, and really with no college degree, I held a few lower-paying jobs to make ends meet at that time. I got my first big break when I was around 23, when I was hired by a large local manufacturer to work in the plant on third shift. Now, third shift is not an ideal way to live life normally. And as everyone who's worked third shift knows, you essentially live your life backwards. You're sleeping when everybody else is awake, and when everybody else is sleeping, you're awake. After about a year, year and a half or so of doing that, working in the plant on third shift, I decided that 20 years on third shift wasn't for me. So I decided to go back to school. I also knew I didn't want to take eight years to finish uh, finish my schooling. So I did summer school and went full-time during the school year in order to finish my degree in four years. At times, I only slept about four hours a day, and I gave up time with my family to get this degree done. I wanted to persevere through the lack of sleep and time away while I was at class in order uh, to further enhance my opportunities longer term. So essentially, a little short-term pain for long-term gain. I wanted that degree bad enough to push through the difficulties of working third shift full-time and going to school full-time and the lack of sleep, because in the end, the long-term benefit was far greater than the short-term pain. So I'll ask again, do we want freedom and liberty or not? Are we willing to persevere through these tough times? Are we willing to do the tough work, the sacrifice needed in the short-term for a republic's long-term benefit? I have a hard time believing that we are becoming, or have become, a country that just folds up our tents and leaves when things get tough. Anything worth protecting, anything worth having, is going to be tough, and we are going to have to be willing to do the hard work. We have to support candidates over party. We can complain about rhinos all we want. But are we willing to do the work of running against them ourselves or working campaigns for challengers to those rhinos? Are we willing to continue to call and email our reps to make our voices heard? Are we willing to give up the Amazons, the Twitters, the Facebooks, and the Starbucks of the world? These are all companies that lean away from freedom and liberty in their political donations and, quite frankly, their ideologies. Will it be hard to do those things? Sure. It's not necessarily easy to give up the convenience of Amazon. But what do you value more? Convenience or short-term pain for long-term gain in liberty and freedom? Last, we need patience. We need to remember that we did not get to this point of big tech censorship and government corruption overnight. We are certainly not going to unwind it and change it overnight either. Justice takes time to be brought forth. And yes, I fully realize sometimes it never does, especially when it comes to government officials. There's still reason for optimism and patience through this process, though. One of those reasons for optimism is President Trump. Almost everything he said he would do, he has done. And he continues to fight. If he says they have it all, at this point, I have an inclination to believe him. We just need to let things unfold. We need to persevere through the process and play our part. Keep calling our reps, demanding that they look into these irregularities in voting, demanding that they look into the corruption. We need to keep demonstrating, keep protesting. And we need to keep up with the civil disobedience of these ridiculous mandates and orders. Yes, the wheels of justice have turned frustratingly slow. But big picture, are there potential reasons for it? Is there a play here that needs time to unfold? We have to get out of the emotionalism of social media posts and headlines. And we need to think about things for a bit. Consider all the various angles. We need to be a little more patient. We are looking at undoing what certainly is eight years of corruption under Obama, and who knows how many years' worth of corruption before he took office. That's going to take time to undo. It's going to be slow. The ties are deep and expansive. Investigations need to be thorough and detailed to ensure every little bit of corruption is caught, and that all takes time. We wouldn't want any of these cases thrown out on a technicality. I'll end it with this. Trump is very intentional in what he does. Every hire, every official he has hired, either now or in the past, has had a place and a purpose. They were in those positions for a certain reason. Many have filled those certain reasons. The key here is looking into what their histories have been to think about what their bigger purpose may be in these positions. It'll just take patience to let them play their part. It's going to take us all, doing our part, with perspective, perseverance, and patience to take back our government and our country. Are freedom and liberty worth fighting to preserve? I say the answer is yes. The short-term pain for long-term gain is well worth it. Join me in that fight. Friends, that's my show for tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would be so kind, please leave a positive review if you are listening on a platform that allows reviews. If you'd also be so kind to subscribe, it will help us move up the charts and help more people find the truth. Thank you for listening and have a good night. I'm grateful you've chosen to spend some time with me. I would truly appreciate it if you would subscribe to and share my podcast with friends and family. Please email me feedback. My address is livingwithliberty at usa.com. Follow and ring my bell for updates at my social media home on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.